0: Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships, to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life, and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Hello, I'm Kirsty, and welcome to episode 18 of Find Your Hum. I have just spent the most lovely week away, up in the lake and peak districts of England. It is so picturesque. And with names of villages like Ambleside, how can it not be a place where you would enjoy your holidays? You may have noticed that there was no episode last week. This actually wasn't intentional, but a lack of internet access made it a little hard, so I've pushed this episode back to this week. Now, one thing I did notice while I was away is the amount of places still using COVID as a reason not to provide their previous level of service. I have no idea if this is a problem elsewhere in the world, but I'm definitely noticing it here. Now, I've previously worked in food retail and hospitality, so I totally understand that the service that you provide someone is paramount. But what I don't understand is why people aren't offering the same level of service, including the same level of menu items. I mean, the amount of places we went to, it was like reduced menu due to COVID, was crazy. Like in the beginning, sure. You're not sure what's going to happen with customers coming in but it's been two and a half months now since places have reopened here and it's just really frustrating because the businesses that don't pivot and move on with the changes they're the ones that are going to be left behind and let's face it we all need to learn to live in this new normal. Anyway that was my little rant and so if you want to see some of the lovely places I did visit when we were up north please pop over to The Nourishing Way on Instagram or Facebook where I will be sharing some of the absolutely gorgeous pictures of where we went. Now, this episode, each year I like to look back over my previous lap around the sun. I find it so rewarding and so insightful. And this year I'm going to be sharing with you guys what I've taken from the previous 12 months. And it has been a huge period of personal and emotional growth for me. So let's dive in, shall we? Ah, my 38th lap around the sun. Honestly, I don't even know where to start. Like most people, the past year has been nothing like I had planned for it to be. In fact, this time last year, I think I probably hadn't even decided to come to England yet, or if I had have, I may have just decided. And yet here I am, having ticked over 11 months of being here. My 38th lap around the sun kicked off in Melbourne. My man and I had planned a week away for my birthday, just six weeks before he left me. As part of that, we had bought the plane tickets and booked a pretty nice hotel for a couple of nights in the middle of Melbourne. It was only about 10 days before my birthday that I actually decided to still go Having all the other stuff going on, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to be spending a whole week in Melbourne by myself on my birthday, but I went. The flight there was super hard. There was an empty seat next to me. Obviously, it was meant to be where he was sitting. It was a very stark reminder that I was yet again alone. And trust me, there were some tears. Then I had the thought. Actually, what happens if this empty seat actually represents possibility? that now there is space in my life where possibility can now flourish. It was like the perfect thought to have in that instance. I ended up having the most amazing day on my birthday. I treated myself to breakfast. I headed out to the Burbs for a lunch in a cafe that literally had crystals on the table and then took a walk through the Museum of Broken Dreams. The day finished off with a meal cooked in my room with a candle in it to make a wish. Yep, stuck right in the middle of my food. I didn't have cake because it was just me, so I put it into my dinner. And I don't even know what I wished for that day. But I can tell you, whatever it was, this year has not turned out like that. When I arrived home from those few days away, I had some friends coming to visit for a late birthday get-together. I sent them both a message before they arrived telling them that I needed to get my butt kicked into gear because I had spent enough time wallowing over what had happened in the previous three months. Well I certainly did not expect to end up in England as a result of that but that is exactly what happened. That and then making me do some somersaults on my lounge room floor. Their advice was that I needed to get myself out of my environment to go somewhere different so I could stop being stuck. I can't actually remember where they suggested originally, but I do remember saying that if I was going to run away anywhere, it would be to England. There was a lot of tears when we were talking about it, and I'm a big believer that if something brings up that much emotion, it needs to be acted upon. So I acted upon it. Now, the use of the term running away was very deliberate. It really felt like that was what I was doing. And that feeling doesn't really sit well with me. I'm not a person to run away. I certainly put my head under a doona and block the world out for a period of time, but run away, I do not. It's crazy to think that as this episode drops, it will be a year since I dip my toes into the possibility of this happening. And so much has happened in the past year, like it seems like a lifetime ago that we were having that conversation. The decision to actually move over here to England, I literally put over to the universe. I thought at any stage along the way that a speed bump was encountered that I wouldn't go. I checked with my aunties in England to make sure that they were happy to have me. I made sure my mum was going to be okay. Now this might seem like a strange thing for a 37 year old to do, check with her mum, and I knew she would never say no. However, moving back to England holds a lot of emotion for both my mum and me. Then there was getting the right of abode so I could live and work in England like I was a citizen. And then the final hurdle was finding a home for my dog was I was gone. I so wanted to take her with me. In fact, not having her here has been quite possibly the hardest thing to deal with whilst being away. You may roll your eyes and think she's only a dog, but Chia has sat with me during every up and down in my life over the past seven years. And it's not like you can have a chat with your dog over FaceTime like you can your family and friends. The reason she didn't come on this adventure with me was the quarantine she would face when arriving back in Australia. Three weeks in a boarding kennel would have been torture for her, not to mention the cost of that. Needless to say that she is currently being showered with love and attention in her home that Kylie is providing her, which I can not thank her enough for and I think I may even have a little hard time in getting her back. So there were no speed bumps so on the 31st of October I landed here in England. That notion of running away well that was silly of me I really should have known better because the quote wherever you go you are still there that has most certainly been true for me. I think deep down I knew that moving to the other side of the world would not stop the hurt and pain. And trust me, it didn't. Within weeks of arriving, I was a mess of doubt, regret and questioning. The lessons I have learnt this year have been nothing like I have experienced during the whole other 37 laps around the sun that I've taken. My 37th lap around the sun brought me all the events and situations that led me to the emotional growth that has been my 38th lap around the sun. Interestingly, whilst reading back over my diary over the past couple of weeks, I kind of predicted that all this was coming. But did that make it easier? Absolutely not. This last year has been one of the hardest of my life on an emotionally growing level. My 37th lap around the sun was pretty horrific in terms of the situations that happened to me. But this year has broken me down over and over again. On the eleventh of November last year, yep, eleven eleven, we love that number. I actually wrote these words in my diary during a letter I was writing from my future self to my present self. Dear Kirsty, England, what an experience. Can you believe you actually did it? I still remember so vividly how emotional you were before you left. Look at you. Look how much you've grown. It was hard. You had to go deep. And then deeper. And then shed it all. You definitely went kicking and screaming some of the way too, didn't you? At the time, I remember feeling that you wanted to give up. That it was easier to stay safe and place more. But you didn't. You were courageous and look where you're at. Your love and respect for yourself, first and foremost, is beyond my belief. The trust you have in yourself, I'm honestly in awe of it. That doubt that you were forever carrying around, sure, it still appears, it's allowed to, but it doesn't paralyze you anymore. It started with you shaking off those old beliefs of not being worthy, of not being able to be happy, not being able to have everything you wish for, you have certainly given yourself everything you have ever wanted. And it was as simple and as difficult as loving, respecting, and trusting yourself. When I read those words back in the last couple of weeks, I cannot tell you how much emotion I was filled with. And I just wish that I had paid more attention to those words when I'd written them. Because honestly, It is so true. It is as simple and as difficult as loving, respecting, and trusting myself. So this year is a year nine for me in numerology terms, which is the last in the circle. And this is pretty much how it feels. It's the end, the closing up, the finishing, ready to launch into something new. It feels like who I was before is totally gone. And not in a sad way, not at all. Like, I know the person that I was needed to end. Reading back over where I was a year ago, that person, she wasn't happy. She was looking outside of herself. She was looking outside of herself for her happiness, for her love, for her worth. And I wondered why I was never happy. Now, yes, sure, I had that thought, that realization back on the 11th of November, but it's not like everything changed in an instant. It definitely did not. It took a lot more work to realize and really cement that. It's pretty much taken me the best part of a year to really make that happen for me. There have been a lot of world crumbling moments on an emotional level. Lockdown and my world literally stopped just as it felt like it was kicking off over here. And you know what, it actually was exactly what I needed, but trust me, at the time, it did not feel like that. But I love hindsight, it really does teach us so much, and in hindsight, it was exactly what I needed. I don't mean to make my year sound all doom and gloom, because it absolutely wasn't. The moments of emotional turmoil, whilst at the time, (laughs) was really hard, I honestly, standing here right now recording this, would not trade them for the world because I truly now feel so amazing. I also ticked off some pretty significant achievements. I started a podcast. You guys are listening to it. And this is something I wanted to do for so long, but my fear and my inner critic kept me from doing it. I was battling with the doubts of what am I going to talk about and who would want to come on my podcast, not to mention the countless times I've been told my voice is too loud, too nasal, I don't speak clearly enough. I've even been told my voice was offensive. Yet from the moment I made the decision to start podcasting, there has been no doubt. And the process has been so enjoyable, made so much easier by the podcasting goddess who is Carly Nemo. She gave me the push I needed to get started, but also the very practical tools to get this podcast into your earholes. I've absolutely loved getting out of my comfort zone, learning something new because I'm literally doing everything from the admin, the artwork, the editing, the website stuff. I've loved the conversations. I'm literally buzzing every time I record one. I've loved getting out of my comfort zone and sending podcast requests, emails. It seriously has been the most perfect lesson. I can do scary things and guess what? So can you just literally start with the first step and it's honestly not as scary as you think once you get started oh and of course the biggest achievement was moving to the other side of the world but we've already spoken about that and until this year I've actually been quite hit and miss in showing up for my business but in the past nine months I've sent out an email each week filled with information a recipe and the musings from my brain This coupled with having recorded a podcast each week for the past 17 weeks had made me realize that I absolutely can be consistent and show up no matter what is happening in my life. Well, actually, that wasn't until last week when I was away with my cousins. Um, That whole, you know, not having an internet thing does kind of put a little bit of a spanner in the works there. And can I tell you that old Kirsty, she would have had literally a mini meltdown over that. Internally I would have felt like the world was falling apart and the abuse that I would have been hurtling at myself mentally would have been so damn harsh. But if there was one thing I have learned over the past 18 months is to shrug and carry on when plans don't go to plan. It's like everything I planned for during myself over the past 18 months has been shaken up so I basically had to learn to loosen control and go with the flow. And can I just say, life is so less stressful like that. So I'll just be picking up from where I left off. And next time when I go away, I'll have a backup plan. So there'll be no more weeks missed in the future. And not only have I shown up for my business, I have shown up for myself. It was actually probably the hardest thing that I've had to do. And I had to do it through letting someone who I love go. Having him in my life whilst, trust me, totally leaves me feeling uplifted and my body all feeling warm and fuzzy when we spoke, I also knew that having him in my life was so emotionally destructive for me. Even three or so months on since I've let him go, I have to keep very consciously choosing me because the love I have for him it is still there it probably will always be there but I have learned over the past year that the love I have for myself needs to be stronger it is also very clear that he hasn't chosen me so I really need to keep that promise I made to myself and keep choosing me there is nothing outside of us that we cannot get from within ourselves. This year really has been about learning about me, which seems a strange thing to do at the age of 37 going on 38. You would think that by now I would know who I was, wouldn't you? But for me, I have been so disconnected from myself and this I have only really begun to realize in the past couple of years. Helping me do this has really been tuning into the moon cycles and working with them. I had been doing a few like ceremonies just randomly since 2018 and mainly working with full moons and releasing stuff that I didn't really want in my life anymore. Then this time last year after discovering Jordana Levine, I joined her Lunar Lover program and for a year now I have followed the moon cycles. Not just the full and new moons but really paying attention to the energies that each new moon and each full moon brings this then led me to dive deeper into astrology and when i'm talking about astrology i don't mean just reading my star sign and seeing if life will be good or not that week i have loved really diving in deep looking at where all the planets line up in my chart what houses they're in and basically what they're doing in the sky at any given time i cannot tell you how much this has helped me understand myself From the way I need to look after my emotional side, the way I communicate, the way I love, the way I feel pain, the areas of my life where I naturally flourish, and the areas where there is generally some resistance. I haven't used any of this as excuses though. For me, this knowledge has allowed me to understand why the areas of my life have been sticky in the past and how to make sure they don't happen again. I have also really enjoyed looking to the charts of those close to me. It helps me understand them better so I know I can have a better relationship with them. I've also learnt the value of journaling. Not that I do it enough. That and meditation are those things that I really seem to struggle to get myself to sit down and do. But I feel so amazing afterwards, I really don't understand why I don't do them more often. Like the words that go down on that page when I am journaling honestly amazes me at times. I mean, I read you that extract before. Some of the stuff that I write and when I look back, I'm like, Kirsty, you really need to be doing this more often. There is so much wisdom inside of us if we can only get out of our own way to allow it to come through. I actually have the journaling queen, Miss Sarah Jensen, on the podcast next week. So if this is an area that you want to explore more, make sure you tune in for that one. I cannot wait to have that conversation with her. Now, my 38th lap around the sun ended with an espresso martini at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yes, now this may sound a little shocking, but anyone who knows me knows I love A morning espresso martini to celebrate I mean it's coffee it's totally a morning drink and I had this with my family back in Australia via FaceTime it was so good and of course there was cake my lovely uncle baked me a coffee and walnut cake so I could have cake with my family blow out my candle and cut my cake there was also balloons and signs up through the house so the party really did kick off the moment I opened my eyes Then I went to my favourite cafe and had a yummy chai with my gorgeous friend Hannah. Another FaceTime call with my girl Nikki back at home who was celebrating her 40th. It was so good to see her and a few other friends before I headed off to an auntie's for more celebration. My family in England is large. My mum is one of eight. So that gives me lots of aunties, uncles and cousins. And can I just tell you, I truly felt so loved on my birthday. They made me feel incredibly special. In fact, everyone who sent me messages, called me, saw me. It was just what I needed. Each one of these people, they really see me and they love me for me, just as I am. And so now kicks off my 39th lap around the sun, perfectly timed, I may add, with a new moon in my sign of Virgo so let's see what this one will bring cheers for tuning in to another episode of find your hum don't forget to subscribe oh and tell your mates about it